Welcome to another episode of the Proton Pack Podcast. As always, I'm Chris, and uh, with me is the speedy to my green arrow, Tony. How you doing, Tony? Good. How you doing, Chris? Good. So uh, last week you were here, uh, we recorded live, but uh, this week you are back home and uh, we're doing it back over Skype. Yeah, back again. over Skype. I'm back in the underground layer. I liked, I liked layer. it much better above ground. It was nice. I could imagine. At, at Sky Castle Studios there in uh, Nevada. That was nice. There you go. I like that. Sky name. Castle Studios. There you go. <laughs> All right. So we've got another uh, week's worth of uh, ep- Wow. It's not it's not it's not going to be one of those episodes. We're good. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we've got a lot of stuff to go over. Um, a lot of fun uh tidbits of information uh so again might as well get on into it and uh, starting as we always do uh, dive deep into the world of television so the first thing is uh the big bang theory oh i love that uh, show i do too long-running show on cbs i threw (laughs) Uh, you did Uh, i thought you uh had dropped your microphone yeah no i not i knocked like an idiot there so it's all right it's all right Anyway, they closed out uh, the 11th season, and uh, this season that's currently in production is season 12. Well, it came out uh, a couple days ago that uh, season 12 will be the last for Big Bang Theory. Uh, They've basically said, uh, we're forever grateful to our fans for their support during the past 12 seasons. We, along with the cast, writers, and crew, are extremely appreciative of the show's success and aim to deliver a final season and series finale that will bring the Big Bang Theory to an epic creative close. And that was Chuck Lorre who had said that. Um, I'm bummed that Big Bang Theory is ending. It's one of my favorite sitcoms on television. But at the same time, I'm glad that they get a chance to run the series out. Um, you know, what's your thoughts, Tone? Um, same thing. I'm bummed it's ending. You know, all good things come to an end. I'm happy it didn't turn out like uh, How I Met Your Mother, where unfortunately that show should have ended sooner, and then it kept going and it kind of ran its course, where I know a lot of people I've talked to, they're like, eh, I'm kind of happy it's almost over, you know. But uh, it is one of those things, like, you've seen all the characters evolve and tell their story. So, yeah, it's it's going to be a good finish in uh you know, definitely bum for it to go, but uh, like you said, it, it's going to live on in syndication. It'll be kind of like how Friends is now on Netflix, where generations to come will discover it and be like, oh man, this show is great. So, exactly. And like I said, you know, I'm glad that they have a season to wrap everything up. Uh, you mentioned How I Met Your Mother. I felt like that last season was almost rushed just to throw something together because they surprisingly found out it was going to be their last. Um, so I agree. I, I think it, it it went a little long in the tooth, but uh, with any luck, Big Bang Theory won't quite uh, fall to that, uh, that bucket. Right. I, I don't think it will. I think it's going to have a good finish. Um, still a funny, funny as hell show. I mean, it's entertaining. So I think it'll be a good finish for sure. I agree. I agree. And uh, one of the other places you'll be able to catch uh, old episodes of The Big Bang Theory is CBS's streaming service, CBS All Access. Uh, now, speaking of streaming services, obviously we've talked about CBS All Access. We know that uh, 
Disney's putting theirs together for, um, obviously, Disney properties, Marvel, uh, Star Wars. We've got uh, DC, who's coming out with their own. Well, it was just announced that Nickelodeon is going to be launching their own streaming service. Really? It's going to be called... Yep, it's going to be called Nick Splat, and it uh, looks like the subscription is going to be priced at $5.99 per month, um, or there's a VRV platform, which I'm not exactly sure what that means, at $9.99 per month. I, if I was to guess what it would be, it just uh, Viacom Retro Video? I don't know. Because I thought Viacom owned them at one time, but that, the more I think about it, I think Paramount owns Nickelodeon. So it looks like VRV is a currently established um, streaming service and can be downloaded on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Apple TV, Roku, Fire TV, Android, Comcast, sorry, Chromecast, um, or Android or iOS devices. So it sounds like you can either pay a little bit more for an already established um, service or you can just wait till Nick Splat comes out and pay a little bit less. Now, some of the things that I'm excited about, obviously you and I grew up watching Nickelodeon, is that they're bringing back a lot of their classic lineup. Um, not as new series, but you can go back and watch the old ones. So uh, you're looking at like Rocker's Modern Life, Doug, Cat Dog, Legends of the Hidden Temple, uh, Wild Thornberries, Are You Afraid of the Dark, Keenan and Kel, so much more. Uh, um, oh, Oh, I bet double... you! I bet you like Rugrats and uh, Ren and Stimpy. Uh, what else was really big back then? Double Dare. Oh, Double Dare has to have Double Dare. And actually, Double Dare is back now. There's a new version of it on uh, Nickelodeon. I haven't seen it yet. I don't know if it holds up, uh, you know, the, to the same degree that we loved the original Mark Summers one in the '80s uh, and '90s, but. Uh, I, I'm glad to see that uh, people are taking interest in Double Dare again. Oh, yeah. That that show was awesome to watch. I remember watching Double Dare a lot as a kid. Um, my sister and I would watch Rugrats. I'm surprised I was allowed to watch Ren and Stimpy. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, I was actually really sur- surprised I watched that. I didn't really watch Cat Dog or The Wild Thornberries. I think that was kind of later. And I, That was a little after my time, Yeah, too. I think I was about done at that point. But, I mean... Doug. Are you afraid of the dark? Oh, oh man, that was awesome. What was it? Uh, Nick Saturday Night Nick. Yeah, that was like there, and they had all that. I didn't watch all that. All that was popular. Oh, but yep. I did watch. Are you afraid of the dark? And remember that show, Hey Dude. Oh, I and remember it, with Christine it, Taylor. Yeah, and it had the red-haired guy from Terminator Two with the mullet. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. So I think it'd be worth watching. I mean. It's got some good content on there. I'd do it just for Double Dare, man. Definitely. And I apologize. We're getting an uh, early appearance from Tia there in the background. Greetings, Tia. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if you're a fan of Nickelodeon, that would be definitely something to check out. Or if you have kids and want to show them some of the stuff you grew up with, um, that's a great place to do it. All right. Uh, moving on from that piece <laughs> of my childhood <laughs> to... <laughs> Another piece of my childhood, uh, Transformers. So Transformers, I grew up with the 1980s original G1. Um, you know, the animation wasn't great, but I mean, that was sort of... That's Generation 1 for you, young little people listening. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> exactly. Uh, animation wasn't great. Stories weren't fantastic. 
but uh, characters and the voices, um, you know, were something that stuck with me forever. Um, and then there were different iterations of it uh, throughout the years. Uh, my next favorite after that was uh, Beast Wars. Um, then Beast Wars was awesome. It was good. And then a few years back, ten years back, they came out with a new CG animated Transformers series called uh, Transformers Prime, which was fantastic. Uh, ran for a few seasons, uh, had a, a great uh, a movie. But then after it ran its course, Hasbro and, and uh, the people Transformers decided to continue the story in a different uh, version. And that's when uh, Transformers Robots in Disguise came out. And I did not like that version. Um, it was a little kiddie. It was a little campy. Um, you know, the characters, especially the uh, Decepticons in that, were characters nobody had ever heard of because they made them up fresh for uh, the series, um, which was tough. It was tough to get behind. Yeah, they brought in Starscream later on. They brought in Soundwave. But uh, for me, I sort of equate that to the current version of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. A little bit on the kiddie side. Yeah. So all of that goes in to say that uh, there's a new Transformers series that's coming out. airs on September 1st on Cartoon Network. It's called Transformers Cyberverse. And uh, we'll post the trailer up on the website. But it's definitely an homage back to the 1980s character designs, uh, characters themselves. Um, the look and feel of it is sort of that cel-shaded, half-CGI, half-hand-drawn uh, uh, sort of look. Don't know how I feel about that yet, but uh, I'll definitely take a look, you know, see if it's uh, any better than Robots in Disguise. Uh, the other thing I noticed during the trailer is the voices. And so, um, you know, for the most part, uh, you know, the voices are completely different. Uh, the interesting thing is you get two actors, um, let's see, Jake Tillman, who does a really good um, impression of Optimus Prime or, you know, the um, uh, Peter Cullen version. And then you have Mark Thompson, who's doing Megatron, who does a great version of the um, uh, Welker, uh, Frank Welker's uh, Megatron back from the original. So uh, even though it's not the original voice actors, um, it's still exciting to see a new Transformers series on TV that might actually be halfway decent. I think it's going to be good. Well, based on the trailer and uh, looking at the artwork, I, I can see where you're going, but I love the fact that it is an homage to uh, the Generation 1. Um, so I think it... Uh, Fingers crossed it's entertaining. I mean, they at least didn't go the route of that new Ninja Turtles, so that's good. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> All right, so moving on from uh, kids' TV to adult TV. Um, not adult adult TV, but uh, something you definitely don't Bam, want to show your kids. Wow, wow. <laughs> Is uh, AMC's The Walking Dead. So yes! we just announced that uh, Ryan Hurst, that... Uh, He's an actor. You probably know him as Opie from uh, Sons of Anarchy. Uh, he oh, was, yeah. He was just He's back from the dead. He is. Well, maybe not. Who knows? <laughs> he might be uh, uh, a walker. I doubt it, though. No. Uh, yeah. I, I read I read what he's going to play. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, it looks like uh, he's going to be playing Beta, um, obviously, directly from the comic book series. And... Uh, 
looks like they're working at going towards, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, the Whisperer War storyline. Is that correct? They are. Yep. So uh, there's a number of uh, actors who have been added to it. Uh, Cassidy McClinchy. McClinchy. Not sure if I'm... (laughs) McClinchy my butt cheeks. (laughs) Uh, She's an actress from uh, Castle Rock and Ozark. Uh, She's going to be Alpha's daughter, Lydia. Um, Unfortunately, I didn't follow or I didn't get that far into the comic books. So I don't know much about the Whispers. I don't know about uh, these names, Alpha and Beta. But uh, it'll be fun to see. Yeah, they uh, basically, they're the ones that wear the walker skin. And they're they're alive, but they go around and they kill people. But they're but they're dressed as walkers, but they're alive. So, so they're the going to be the big so, bad of of this season. Yeah, they're a group of survivors who disguise themselves Romer skin to blend in with them and not get noticed. Um, but yeah, they seem like some bad dudes for sure, right? girls. So, but like you, I didn't. I didn't read the comics that far in, so I don't know a whole lot about it other than based on the comic book image and then the image of Ryan Hurst. I think they did the casting perfect on that. Totally. And it'll be nice that they're stepping away from the whole Negan uh, storyline. So, And we talked about that in previous episodes. Uh, it's a flash forward about a year, um, but it's, it's going to be nice to have some new uh, antagonists in there. Correct. Especially, see, that's one of those shows. So we just to kind of go back to Big Bang a bit where Big Bang didn't really lose a whole lot of momentum. And you're kind of like, okay, well, I guess it's got to end. I hate to say it, but Walking Dead needs to find a season where they're going to start wrapping this up. Totally. I I just feel that they're staying out too long. And I mean, you already got Andrew Lincoln that's leaving. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Um, But that's your main guy. And he's still live in the comics. And I know they they can still keep it alive with Daryl and everything, but I just, it, I just know like if you build it as like the final season, this is it. People are going to get excited and they're going to be like, okay, we got to see how this ends. Well, and but, it, it might be sort of a resurgence, you know, the, the life that the series needs to uh, gain that huge following that they had in the first few seasons. Yeah. They've been walking a long time. It's like watching uh, Lord of the Rings sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of walking. Yeah. Regardless, we'll still check it out in October. And, uh, you know, we'll probably do some updates on the um, series then. Um, one real quick thing. Yes! Tone, before we get into uh, the box office. Um, just wanted to get your thoughts on Disenchantment. That came out uh, about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. Um, I got a chance to see four episodes. I want to know what you think. The animation looks awesome. I haven't watched any yet. You haven't? No, I've been on tour. That's good point. Good point. We'll give give you a pass. So I'll tell you what. Let's save that question. Like if you, the listeners, are listening now and you've seen Enchantment, Disenchantment, sorry, um, please – Put down, like when we post this, um, leave your comments in the box. Let us know what you think, and I'll throw a picture up on our Instagram or uh, and our Facebook. And, you know, definitely give us a take what you think. And then next week, I will tell you what I think, and I'll get started on that. So, All right, that'll work. All right, so as I mentioned, we are moving away from television, going into the world of movies. And uh, as we started last week, and I think it's 
probably a good thing to carry forward, is a look at uh, the weekend box office. So uh, not a big difference to the box office. No uh, major movies that came out. Uh, I was thinking when I read this, I was like, wait, did, is this the one we did last week? I was thinking the same thing when I looked at it. Uh, So, yeah, number one again was Crazy Rich Asians. uh, All you crazy rich Asians! (laughs) Brought in another $25 million, uh, bringing its total to 76.8. In second place was The Meg with another $13 million. And they're doing pretty well. They got $105 million uh, total. It actually, they said domestically, (laughs) The Meg actually passed so low. Did it really? It did. Yeah. I'll have to send you the, I'll put the link on uh, our page, but I looked and I go, Oh damn, I would have never, I would have never guessed that. I would never said, you know, the Meg's going to outperform solo. (laughs) I would have never guessed that either. But I also wouldn't say crazy rich Asians is going to be the number one movie for two straight weeks. Potentially three straight weeks, uh, depending on what's coming out this weekend. There ain't shit coming out this weekend. Um, what this is where Hollywood needs to take notice. Quit releasing all your blockbusters at the same effing time. Release them at this time of August. There is nothing out there. I just agree. A, just just a thought and opinion. <laughs> Carry uh, on with your box office report there, Christian. You got it. Uh, the number three movie, which uh, we'll review here in a minute, uh, was The Happy Time Murders with a measly $10 million. Oh, rotten cotton. It was an R-rated movie, so it sort of makes sense, but I I expected it to do a little bit better. Uh, After that, you've got Mission Impossible Fallout, Christopher Robin, Mile 22, Alpha, Black Klansman, and then the other new movie that came out over the weekend, Axel, which... (laughs) Wow, a number nine debut? What the heck? Yeah, made $2.9 million dollars. Ouch. Yeah, yeah. Ow, that was a bomb right there. But if you if you watch the trailer, I mean, I had zero hopes for that movie. Had yeah. no no actors anybody's ever heard of. Had some really terrible, uh, um, not only CGI, but the, the practical effects for that robot dog looked awful. Um, I take it back. Thomas Jane's in that movie. I don't know why that just hit me all of a sudden. It, but, in, uh, a- in Axel? Yeah, original- he... No, well, he... not the original Punisher, but the second Punisher. <laughs> um, yeah, he plays the kid's dad. I just remember oh, that from the trailer. Poop. Yeah. Oh well, I'm not a big enough name to uh, bring any money. Obviously, with uh, 2.9 million in their debut weekend. No, well, I can't believe that. I'm, I, what shocks me of the box office report is definitely Crazy Rich Asians still number one. Um, Mission Impossible has made 193.9 thus far, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, it's doing well. Um, and I'm really surprised Mile 22 continues to plummet. Yeah, it didn't quite get the push that uh, they were hoping for. Nope, that might be a bomb. I liked <laughs> it, but 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 speaking of bombs... Speaking of bombs, uh, talking about the movie that uh, we did go see <laughs> over the weekend, I know you had high expectations for it. I had high expectations, at least higher than what we walked out there with and uh, talking about the happy time murders. Um, Jim happy H- time murders. <laughs> Jim Henson company, uh, Brian Henson directed uh, the previews made it look hilarious. It looked like it was going to be spot on. 
as we mentioned in the previous podcast, Melissa McCarthy is either hit or miss. Uh, sometimes she does a fantastic job. Other times uh, she blows it. And uh, I think you can probably agree with me that uh, she blew it in this one. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, this movie is one of those movies where if you've seen the trailers and laughed, you're done. All the funny stuff was in the trailers. It was it was a lame movie, man. It wasn't, it wasn't that great. It was very meh, like right <laughs> in the middle. Yeah, and it was actually the uh, worst opening of uh, Melissa McCarthy's career, um, which, uh, you know, I, like I said before, you know, she's had some good movies, she's had some bombs. Um, I know, like you, I wasn't a fan of the Ghostbusters uh, reboot. Um, nope. And, and that was the, her highest, too, go figure. Exactly. And not due to the fact that it was an all-female cast. I, I could care less about that. I just think that the humor and uh, the subtlety of the original Ghostbusters wasn't played out in that movie at all. Yeah, I agree. Um, but this movie, The Happy Time Murders, which is funny. Every every person I said, I'm like, oh, yeah, I went and saw Happy Time Murders. They're like, why? <laughs> what, what possessed you? And it's like... Was Chris and I the only Twisted 2 that wanted to go see an R-rated Muppet movie? Because, I mean, I we grew up on The Muppet Show, Fraggle Rock, and, you know, and it just, well, obviously, every little kid grew up with Sesame Street. Um, mm-hmm. So you're kind of thinking, wow, an R-rated version. I kind of thought it would be kind of in the vein, a little bit of Team America World Police, where I went into that movie years and years ago thinking when i saw it with you i was like this movie's gonna be effing terrible right and and instead it was insanely hilarious where this one i was like oh this is gonna be super hilarious and it was just it was just pretty lame it wasn't uh wasn't a good movie at all yeah and it, it goes back to one of those things where um it depends on your expectations if we had gone in with really low expectations we might have enjoyed it to some degree but uh, going in with those higher expectations, we were definitely disappointed. I've got one nice thing to say to it, though. The the uh, the bloopers and behind the scenes at the end of the movie during that the credits. Was, yeah. That was great. That was hilarious. You could probably YouTube that crap. But <laughs> um, so so what's our rating system here on the, the Proton Pack podcast? You know, I don't think we established it yet. Um, you know, if we're doing out of 10, I'd give it a three. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to agree with you because I was gonna say like a two and a half, but we don't do the halves, so yeah, we'll, <laughs> it's a three out of ten. It's terrible. Yeah, if you're ever really bored one day and it's on Netflix and you've watched everything else on Netflix, maybe check it out. But other than that, don't waste your time. Nah, it ain't worth it. I definitely thumbs down on that thing. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, going uh, from there to another movie with uh, high expectations is, um, and really I just found out that this was even being made, is a now being announced sequel to John Carpenter's Big Trouble in Little China. Originally it looks oh, like... Oh, yeah, Big Trouble in Little China? I like that trouble. <laughs> Originally it looked like it was supposed to be a remake. Uh, it's going to star The Rock, so... Oh, The Rock, always in movies. Yeah, in just about everything. But uh, 
they recently announced that it's going to be uh, actually a sequel to the original. Uh, Kurt Russell starred as uh, Jack Burton, uh, truck driver. He was the main character. If you get a chance, go back and watch it. It, it does hold up. Yeah, some of it's a little cheesy. It was an 80s movie. Do you but, smell uh, what The Rock is cooking? I do. The Rock playing the SmackDown. <laughs> 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 so, uh, basically, the news in this is that uh, Hiram Garcia, he's the producer of the new movie, um, here's what he had to say. There's a lot of things going on with Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, we're in the process of developing that, and let me tell you, the idea is not to remake Big Trouble in Little China. You can't remake a classic like that. So what we're planning to do is we're going to continue the story. We're going to continue the universe of Big Trouble in Little China. Everything that happened in the original exists and is standalone. And I think there's only one person that could ever play Jack Burton. So Dwayne would never try and play that character. So we were just having a lot of fun. We're actually in a really great space with the story that we've cracked. Uh, but yeah, no remake. It's a continuation and we are deep into development on that as well. And I think you'll start hearing some things about that probably soon. So, uh, yeah, I like the idea that, uh, you know, you've got sequels some 20, almost 30 years after the fact, uh, as opposed to just trying to remake the thing and, uh, more often than not failing. Yeah, especially if it's a classic, you you just don't you don't go back and do it. It's it's too hard. AKA this this kind of ties into what we just talked about with Ghostbusters. If they would have just set that up as a sequel and just said, "Hey, this is this is set in the world, but it's now girls set in the sequel." I think they would have been received a lot better by the Ghostbuster fans and uh as opposed to being billed as we are going to ignore like that film never existed and this is what it is, but then blatantly tie in the original Ghostbusters to it. It, yeah, it didn't work. No, <laughs> no. Yeah. But but if anyone can do it, I will give Dwayne the Rock Johnson this. Most of his movies end up being pretty damn good. So exactly, and it's not of, not all of them, but yeah, you know, with him being in everything, here's a. Just to give you an idea of what he's got coming up, not only this movie, but uh, the Jungle Cruise. So that's a you know from the Disney um, movie with nah. Emily Blunt. We'll nah. see. Who knows? Uh, he's doing the Fast and Furious spinoff with Jason Statham. He's doing uh, Jumanji. Is it, is it going to have the Meg in it? It might. Who knows? <laughs> the Meg Two star The Rock and Jason Statham. This time the jaws are chomping down on the Brahma Bull. <laughs> coming in 2020 Brother. Uh, aside from that uh, Jumanji 2 3 I, I, the sequel to Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle and then it uh, looks like he's doing a thriller called Red Notice that has uh, Gal Gadot Gal Gadot Gal Gadot I like Gal Gadot it's, it could be Gadot but I like Gadot who knows Wonder Woman Tom, tomato tomato it's Wonder Woman <laughs> So in any case, uh, anywhere you turn, you're going to see Dwayne The Rock Johnson and eventually Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, I think Juan would be excited about that. What do you say, Juan? Oh, yeah, I'd be all about the Riddle China and the Big Bull Shop with the Brahma Bull and then the Rock be taking over where the Kurt Russell, Mr. Universe, he be like a big trouble in Riddle China. Uh, no big deal. I want to see the movie. Bring back 80s stuff. I wreck it around. 
I'll catch you fools on the flip side. And on the other note, the one Pablo, he saw that riddle movie you talk about, the Happy Time Murders. And guess what? I fell asleep. <laughs> I fell asleep because I don't like Marissa McCarthy. I don't like her. Her movies are very poopy. So I say, <gasps> and then wing wing, she pinched me in the nips and said, get up. And I said, I'll bite my sexy white teeth. And then I got up and I ate some popcorn. It was a great day. But guess what? I got to go. I You didn't even ask me to do a review of it. Hurt. But I'll be back next time. Later, fools. See you, Juan Pablo. Uh... Wow. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's a grumpy. He's grumpy, man. I, I guess he was upset we didn't ask him to review uh, Happy Time Murders. Well, he should have told me he was going to go. I guess he just, well, he said he was asleep. He would have been a terrible critic this week. It would have been an awful review, to be yeah. fair. Well, that's why you got a San Filippo horrible review f- for that. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on. Speaking of low expectations. Uh, low into the, expectations. Uh, the DC movie universe. Uh, we announced a few weeks back that uh, there is a standalone Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix playing the Joker. Uh, again, we have no idea how that's going to tie into the overall universe, if it's going to be an origin story. Who knows, because DC seems to be doing whatever the hell they want to. Uh, with that being said, it was announced yesterday that uh, Alec Baldwin has joined the cast, and he's playing uh, Bruce Wayne's dad, Thomas Wayne. And uh, it, the description is somewhat interesting. They said that uh, the script paints Thomas Wayne as a cheesy and tanned businessman who is more in the mold of a 1980s Donald Trump. Um, so it'll be- It's huge. This movie is going to be unbelievably huge. Just because it uh, mimics Donald Trump? Yes, it's huge because it's got the Joker in it. (laughs) In any case, um, again, DC's doing whatever they want. They're stepping out of this idea that Thomas Wayne was essentially the, um, not mentor, but the, you know, what Bruce Wayne wanted to achieve to be. You know, Thomas Wayne was supposed to be, you know, regal and stuck by his principles and all of that. And now it looks like he's going to be some cheesy, orange, tanned, almost used car salesman. So I have no idea what to expect from this movie at this point. No. Well, and it's dumb. Like, if you're in the... Obviously, it's not going to tie to the universe because Thomas Wayne was played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan... In Batman versus Superman, and that that would have been way better for a Thomas Wayne. Forget this cheeseball crap. Yeah, yeah. I, don't I know. mean D- DC, like you and I can go rounds. DC, man, they are just throwing crap at the wall, hoping it sticks. Exactly, exactly. Um, it's frustrating. What they, they need... have so many good characters. What the hell are you doing? Yeah, they need a Kevin Feige type person. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Kevin Feige runs Marvel Studios, uh, but they need one like that for the DC Universe who can put all the puzzle pieces together and uh, basically weave a ongoing universe that actually makes sense. Exactly, because, man, what a train wreck. It's embarrassing. With that being said, we'll still probably go to the theater to see the movie, but I, again, I don't have high expectations. It, I bet it'll be better than Happy Time Murders. That I can almost guarantee. <laughs> I guess we'll see on episode... 
Um, if we do it weekly by then, it could be like episode 100. There you Who go. knows? There you go. We'll have to remember, what is this, episode six? Six, six, six. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be, oh, yeah, way back in episode six, we said this yeah. was going to be terrible. It was actually brilliant. What but I doubt it. a great movie. It was Academy Award winning. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving away from the train wreck that is the DC Universe over to uh, Star Wars, which is now back in the capable hands of J.J. Abrams. Star uh, Wars. Isn't thanks, that Bill, Bill Murray. Yeah, okay. I was going to say that's a Bill Murray one, right? No, you got it right. Oh, okay. Just in any case. Sure. <laughs> they keep adding. I keep going. There you go. Yeah, oh. That burns in the headphones. <laughs> That's crazy. It's not even near the microphone. I know. It's very tinny and. Tink, 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 Bill Murray. <laughs> uh, so, Star Wars Episode Nine keeps adding more and more actors to the cast. Uh, we talked about uh, a couple weeks ago, Carrie Russell joined the cast. Now it was, uh, it's reported that Dominic Monaghan, uh, and you probably know him from Lost, and obviously his uh, relationship to J.J. Abrams and that, has now been cast in Star Wars Episode Nine. Of course, with every Star Wars movie, they're not telling you who he is, what he does, if he's playing a human character, if he's playing an alien, if he's doing a voice, if he's going to be a Jedi, if he's going to be a Sith... Um, we just got to wait till we get uh, closer to when the trailers come out to find out what his actual involvement is. I hope he does good. I hope he is good in it. I mean, he's a good actor. He's a very good actor. He's one yeah. of the better parts of uh, X Men Origins Wolverine. Absolutely. <laughs> he was he was great in Lost. I liked him as Charlie. 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 <laughs> But, uh, it's yeah. not Penny's boat. It's not Penny's boat. <laughs> uh, so the other Star Wars casting news, which uh, just came out, I want to say today, it six did, hours yeah. ago, it did. We go from the world of Doctor Who to the world of Star Wars. Uh, looks like Matt Smith is trading in his sonic screwdriver for maybe a lightsaber. Again, we don't know because... Nobody's saying anything. But, uh, yeah, the previous uh, Doctor Who actor, Matt Smith, is joining the cast of Episode Nine, And basically all they've said is that he plays a key role. So it'd be nice to see him as, like, a major villain. Um, I doubt we'll see him as one of the big heroes just because we've already sort of established who the heroes are. Uh, but it'd be cool maybe if he is a Sith um, taking on Rey um, and the Resistance. Oh, it's going to be good. Either that or he's Ray's dad and he's a Time Lord. <laughs> Actually, that's just what somebody said on uh, it tw on Twitter. Could be. Who knows? At this point, uh, only the people over at Lucasfilm do. I think it's... I can't wait for episode nine. I it's going to be good. Yeah, that's you still a long ways away, but... It is. You and I were talking that, uh, you know, Ryan Johnson had the chance to make episode eight really good. Um, I liked a good chunk of that movie, but I don't think it fell within the whole J.J. Abrams vision. And in fact, he undid a lot of what J.J. Abrams did in The Force Awakens. So it'll be interesting to see what J.J. Abrams does to undo what some of Ryan Johnson did. 
Did you ever see those uh, YouTube videos, screen rants? Or it's like screen, they like do the pitches of a movie. They have like one guy's like, hey, we should do this. And then the other guy's like, yes, but only with this. I can't say um, I've seen that. I'll put it on our uh, Facebook and our Instagram. Um, well, probably just Facebook because Instagram, it, it'll only do like a minute thing. It's like a three-minute video. But okay. basically, it totally how you just said how they took everything JJ did. Uh, it, it fits The Last Jedi to a T. Like when you watch this video, you're going to laugh because you're going to be like, oh, yeah, totally. Why would, <laughs> why would, why wouldn't they do that? You know? And right. it's, a total, it's a total spoof comedy video. But, man, it nails the creative process of that movie to a T. So I will put that up on our Facebook page. I'll have to check that out. Oh, the other one I heard about today, um, which I got to check out, is uh, are you familiar with uh, Honest Trailers? Yeah. Oh, Honest Trailers are great. Yes. So apparently there is a new Deadpool 2 Honest Trailer with Ryan Reynolds doing the voiceover. And so I'm curious to check that out and see how he makes fun of his own movie. Oh, well, there's another thing. We'll put it up on our Facebook page so you guys don't have to go hunt for all that. Yep, yep. All right, uh, that's it for the Star Wars news. Now, uh, sort of into what we've established over the last few weeks as the nerd world turns. As the nerd world turns, there's a lot of drama where James Gunn doesn't get to play anymore because he has movie pass. <laughs> Boy, the uh, theme song seems to uh, change every week. <laughs> it's on the fly, it's on the fly, yeah. That's what happens when you have low-budget singers, man. There you go. All right, so uh, The Hollywood Reporter is um, releasing a story or a report that uh, not only because of the turmoil of the whole James Gunn situation for Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Volume 3, uh, but it looks now that uh, Disney and Marvel may have uh, put it on, what do you call, hiatus, or um, it's been delayed at this point. So whenever we were expecting it to come out, which I think was not this next year, but 2020, we'll probably see it a year later um, if they don't cancel it. What they are saying is that uh, you know the the crew that were going into production for it have been d dismissed and free to look for new work. Um, Guardian or uh, Marvel and Disney basically said this is more of a regrouping as opposed to um, you know a, a constant delay. So we'll see what happens with it. Uh, we know at this point James Gunn is not coming back. Um, it looks like Taika Waititi of Thor Ragnarok, who I'm hoping takes over for it, uh, reportedly had a meeting with Marvel recently, um, but who knows how that went. That would be a great um, great person to put it in. And I think as long as you use James Gunn's script, it should be fine. You get that, you get, I can't say his name, so. Taika Waititi. Uh, Taika Waititi. Um, <laughs> man, it's like learning to speak English. Ah, well, widow, widow. Um, I think when you have that into play, um, I think the movie could be good. But yeah, that's it's gonna be hard times for the uh, Guardians for sure. And it doesn't help that Drax the Destroyer, aka Dave Batista, continues to poke the poke the mouse, poke the bear. Yeah, he continuously is bashing Disney. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Drax doesn't come back from the snap. So <laughs> they we'll they may they may have to write him off. Um. 
I know we didn't put this in our uh, notes to talk about, but since we're still talking about as as the nerd world turns, I just had to Google Movie Pass because every time we do this show, something new about Movie Pass, and um, the only thing I got on it this week was well, first let me tell you, it worked surprisingly when we went and saw Crappy Time Murders. That's right, <laughs> I said Crappy Time. Well, it's no surprise that it worked now, knowing going into it. <laughs> Hindsight is always twenty twenty. Um, so Movie Pass, while it did work, uh, the headlines if you t- if you Google Movie Pass this week, it says Movie Pass survey shows that subscribers don't trust the service. Many to be what? quitting the service. What do you mean you don't trust me? It's kind of it keeps changing. It keeps cheating on me. Um, so they, so they did a big, uh, survey and they found out that, um, ticket sales have grown 9% from the same point last year, but, um, everyone has been saying it's too good to be true. It won't last. The service has gone through so much that, um, they surveyed more than 15,000 moviegoers between 18 and 74, including 424 current MoviePass subscribers and 100 subscribers who had recently canceled. The survey showed that customer satisfaction dropped significantly, cancellations are on the rise, and the company's long-term health is in jeopardy. As the seeds of doubt continue to grow, nowhere is more evident than on Wall Street where Movies Pass parent company has taken a substantial hit in its stock price. Um, they're screwed. Yeah, the wheels are falling off at a record rate at this point. I, I don't think it's going to make it to... I told you when we, we predicted what was going to be dead, I think you said by the end of September. Yep. And, and I said October 31st. I don't know if... I think you're going to win that. <laughs> I, I don't think it's going to survive. I might have even gone too long. Yeah, so we'll have... I'll, of course, just, just for fun, I since we'll have, as the nerd world turns, I'm sure... Sure, there'll be more drama of that next week and something else. But until then, that is all. All that's all I'm gonna say about that. <laughs> Thanks, Forrest. All right, uh, moving away well, from movies into the world of uh, well, in this case, both comic books and video games. Um, it was announced that uh, a company called Inky Pen, which is basically <laughs> going to be a new comic subscription service, is being brought to the Nintendo Switch in November. And, it's a uh, Nintendo Inky Pen. <laughs> it's being described as the Netflix for comics. Um, it'll be the first international non-game app to come to the eShop on Switch. So it'll be obviously not a video game, but uh, something uh, that's adjacent to it. Um, looks like the subscription's going to be $8 per month, and I'll have a library of over 10,000 graphic novels, manga, and uh, European comics. Now, with all of that being said, you get from publishers IDW, Dynamite, Valiant, Les Humanoids Associates. My favorite. That is. My favorite. My favorite and, superhero is is uh, Splice Boy. There you go. And Andrews McMeal. Um, oh, again, sounds, another favorite. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like a uh, a specialty uh, item at McDonald's. In any case, you'll notice I didn't mention Marvel and I didn't mention DC. So if you're hoping to get the service for eight bucks a month and be able to read all of the uh, Avengers comics or Justice League comics you want, unfortunately, you won't be able to. Um, it's only uh, 
set to go with these publishers. And who knows what'll happen in the future, but for eight bucks a month, yeah, if you like comics, might be a good way to go. I think it's neat and it's innovative uh, for the Switch. It gives you more usage out of it. Um, um, good luck to Inky Pin, you know, thinking outside the box. And uh, I, there's some very cool IDW comics out there. So that that would be very cool. I know uh, the darker Ninja Turtles, like not not the Mirage and not mm-hmm. you know when they were on Archie Comics and shit. But <laughs> I think, but the more recent ones, I believe, were on IDW. They are. Not only that, you get Transformers, G.I. Joe. Um, they've got the whole range of uh, um, oh, like properties that we grew up with, so like Mask. Oh, cool. Yeah. So if you like comic books, uh, IDW is definitely a publisher to check out um, if you're not you know, looking to get away from Marvel or DC. Yeah, that would be... I, you know, obviously, with Warner Brothers with DC and Disney with Marvel. I don't see them joining them, but I could see if this is successful, I wouldn't be too surprised to see a Marvel or a DC version of that down the line. Yeah. And they have them available for iOS and Android, but uh, coming to a uh, video game console, uh, that's sort of a, a, a unique thing for them. Yeah, that's uh, I think it's cool. And, and speaking of switch, this is again off the, off the cusp of what, as since we're into video games now, how this is, dare you? I went off script. <laughs> Damn it! Um, I was gonna say in the next. What's cool is like, well, we don't have a lot of video game news today. It was just kind of scraping. Um, I mean, in the next like month, there's gonna be so much. Like for the Switch, for example, um, they're they're launching their uh, Switch online service. So you'll have to pay to play, and uh, you could get classic Nintendo games for free every month being on the service. Um, we'll save that for probably next week's topic or the week after as it gets closer. Yeah, when uh, it comes out and make yeah. a little review of it. Yeah, absolutely. But there's some exciting stuff coming up. Um, and it, and if you are a Switch owner and you're looking to catch up and stock up on some of your games, um, if you go to not – they don't sponsor us. I'm going to say it, but I was – but they're on sale this week at Walmart. Um, you could get um, Mario Galaxy. Oh, sorry, no, I was gonna say Mario Galaxy. Sorry, Super Mario <laughs> Odyssey, Odyssey um, Mario Tennis, Mario Kart Deluxe, Zelda, and uh, Donkey Kong. They are all instead of fifty nine ninety nine, they are forty four ninety nine on sale at Walmart, which is a killer deal. Yeah. If you want to stock up on some Switch games, if you want to get. Uh, Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker and uh, Mario Raving Rabbits, uh, the RPG crossover. Those are twenty nine bucks normally, thirty nine ninety nine. So, you're just throwing that out there if you want to build up your Switch collection. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah, yeah, and, that, and then that, then we'll get back into the rest of the video games, Maestro. I just had to stray a little Nintendo there for you. That's okay. All right. Uh, also, speaking of video games. Um, A sequel is coming out to a game that I loved growing up. And the sequel is happening 24 years after the last one. We were 13 years old. 12 and 13. We were. Oh, God. That makes me feel old. We were teenage little aspiring voice people. (laughs) Uh, That game was Streets of Rage. 
So it was just released, uh, the trailer, the reveal trailer for Streets of Rage 4. Um, as we talked about earlier, 1991 was when Streets of Rage 3 came out on the Sega Genesis. Um, for those of you who don't know Streets of Rage, it is your typical button smasher, beat em up arcade brawler. And uh, those were some of my favorite games growing up because... You didn't have to know all kinds of combinations and moves, and you could get through the storyline uh, pretty easily. Oh, I love those games, too, because they, they spawned off like killer arcade titles like X-Men, Simpsons, Ninja Turtles, um, Turtles in Time, uh, Final Fight. So, yeah, I'm with you, man. Battletoads. Oh, them, yeah. Them, them beat em ups. Oh, man, them beat em up games were the best. Like, there's just something you could get with your buddies, and you just button smash, and you're good, man. It's awesome. Well, and that's the thing. You know, I've got the Super Nintendo Classic, and when the boys are out, you know, Reese and I sit down, and we'll play Turtles in Time together. You know, it's a game I grew up with, but now he loves, and it's, again, one of those button smashing games that we can get through, and it's fun. It, you know, you don't have to worry about, you know, me being better than him and, and all of that. Yeah, it's just a nice team building game and uh I, I watched the trailer man and i i like it i like where they're going with it it's it's definitely still a 2d beat em up smash em but just with some cell shaded type graphics um it doesn't say where what systems it's coming out for but i'm pretty sure you can guarantee it's going to be on uh, ps4 xbox one the switch um i you know ios and android devices i wouldn't be surprised if it showed up all over I mean, it's yeah. Sega. Sega, no offense, but they whore their properties out everywhere. So, Which, I mean, we've talked about in the past that we kind of wish Nintendo did uh, during the Wii U um, and the Wii era when the hardware wasn't up to snuff. Obviously, oh, man. now that the yeah. Switch is out, those thoughts have changed a little bit. Uh, but I was sort of hopeful at that point that Nintendo would license out their properties uh, to Xbox and PlayStation and so forth. Agreed. It would be it would be amazing because I my poor Wii U has got like layers upon layers of dust. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of amazing, uh, the Amazing Spider-Man, uh, <laughs> we are right around the corner from PS4 version of Spider-Man, which looks fantastic. Um, what we is are, the official release date on that? One week from Friday, the seventh of September. Ooh, that'll be fun. Oh, this game looks amazing. Yeah. Oh, if, you if you haven't had a chance yet, check out the launch trailer. Graphics look amazing. Uh, from what I've heard, the gameplay is fun. And then they just announced the DLCs that are going to be available. And so you can purchase the DLC as a whole. Uh, it's coming in three installments, with the first one being October 23rd. Uh, the bundle is called The City That Never Sleeps. Or you can and you can get that for twenty four ninety nine, or you can get the individual installments as they're released for nine ninety nine each. Now the first one, as I mentioned, uh, that installment's going to be called the Heist. Comes out October twenty third, and it focuses on Felicia Hardy, uh, also known as the Black Cat, and it's going to have missions and challenges, and uh, will give you uh, additional Spider Man suits as well. The second and third installments. Uh, called Turf Wars uh, is the second one, comes out in November. The third one, which is called Silver Lining, comes out in December. Um, no real information has been uh, 
released on those. I would assume that Silver Lining, you'll be able to play as Silver Sable in that version. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. I, you know, I'll probably wait for the DLC until I get through the actual game. Mm-hmm. And then once I get through the game, then I'll go back and get the downloadable stuff because, I mean, this game just looks phenomenal. I'm going to be super disappointed if it, like if the if it's not as good as it looks because it looks phenomenal. And for those wondering, if you don't follow video games and you're not a video game geek like us, this, you're the only way you can play Spider-Man is on the PS4. So you have to get a PlayStation 4. This is an exclusive. It's not going to be coming out on Xbox One. It's not coming to the Switch. PS4 is the only place you're going to get this game. Agreed. So, All right. So it yeah. makes the system worthwhile just for that, you know? Well, like I said last week, I think... Uh, uh, nope, actually, I was thinking Nintendo Switch. In any case, I already own a PS4. I'm going to get the game eventually. Heck yeah, man. It's drops next, next week. I don't next, know why I said week. next, next week. Not <laughs> <laughs> this Friday, but the following Friday. There you go. And I'm sure we'll have a review on it uh, when it comes out. And we've had a chance to play it a little bit. Um, it's not the easiest thing to jump into those types of games for us as we've <clears throat> excuse me, as we have mentioned in the past. But uh, I think we'll make some time for it. Yeah, I think so. Not next week's episode. But by episode eight, you guys should have a review. Um, so it won't be as fast, but uh, you know what? It gives us a few days to play it and everything, because uh, I think I'll still be out of town on that time. So, All right. Yeah. So if you have a hankering for a new game uh, this week, there is uh, a few that are coming out. No big titles, but uh, some recognizable titles. So... The first one coming out, uh, well, it looks like today, is uh, Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. And that's going to be on the Switch. Um, Never really got into the um, 3DS Monster Hunter game, but it looks like this one is going to have sort of a Breath of the Wild type feel. Yeah, I never really, I never played Monster Hunter. I know it's a popular game. it's got a killer following, but uh, yep, this is a HD port of a 3DS game. So this means for you, you're hunting down a monster using Generations 14 different weapon styles. Um, so that's available on the Switch if you're interested in that. Nice. Speaking of uh, other, uh, basically remakes, uh, also available today on PS4 is Yakuza Kiwami 2. Oh, I love Yakuza Kiwami! (laughs) It's a remake of the original Yakuza 2. Um, Never played it myself, so I couldn't tell you if it was a good game or not. I can tell you that the graphics look phenomenal. That's all I can tell you, too. I I see a guy throwing an iron at someone's face, so we're good. (laughs) Um, also coming out today on uh, PS4, Xbox One, and PC is Pro Evolution Soccer 2019. Um, I'm not familiar with the Pro Evolution brand of sports games. Um, I don't know if they're part of the EA uh, group, but uh, I know EA is basically the hierarchy of um, you know sports games. Again, the graphics look phenomenal. Couldn't tell you about the gameplay, but uh, if you like soccer games, might be worth checking out. Yeah, and there's a demo you can download for Xbox or PS4 if you want to try that. And then there's also a demo uh, for Monster Hunter if you want to try that out. So There you go. 
All right, uh, another game coming out is Donut Country on PS4, PC, and iOS. Um, looks like a, just a puzzle-based game with uh, very simple graphics. Uh, they say it's similar to Katamari, which, again, I have no idea what that game is. But uh, if you're a fan <laughs> of that game... <laughs> Katamari was a weird ball game on the PlayStation, and you'd roll around and collect trash, and you'd become like this big thing. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> the now the one game that I uh, I guess I can't check it out uh, that looks pretty cool is a game called The Messenger and that comes out in two days only available on the PC and Switch but looking at it it looks like an eight bit game very similar to Ninja Gaiden and I loved Ninja Gaiden uh, growing up. I love the throwback the eight uh, bit Nintendo look to it and sometimes this is where. Um, indie developers get creative and really cool. They take retro stuff, you know, because they're fans growing up. And, and and this looks cool. I wish there was a demo you could play of this because it looks really sweet. But it looks like you got to have a PC or a Switch like that. Well, the good news is you've got the Switch. So, uh, you know, if you feel like picking it up, let us know how it is. Sounds great. <laughs> All right. Um, unless you've got anything else, Tone, I, I think that would out does it this week no i think we've taken up a lot of your guys's time this week thanks for listening um let's see this is the part of the show where we say you know if you guys want to advertise you know please uh hit us up on protonpackpodcast.com um and you can email nope. us not.com <laughs> no oh see save us save us right there, there normally you, you do this plug here <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you can email us uh, at protonpackpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, otherwise, find us on uh, Instagram or Facebook. Again, the uh, stream of the podcast is on our Shout Engine. That's shoutengine.com forward slash protonpackpodcast. Um, but your best bet is to reach out to us via social media. Absolutely. Yeah, let us know and we'll get you plugged. Um, this week's Fan of the Week shout-out, um, which, of course, we're here on this time. And uh, uh, we're just going to say Jenny Wink, thanks for the shout-out this week for loving the show. Jesse Helgren, thanks for the shout-out for the love of the show. Two great girl fans right there supporting the show. Thank you. Nice. nice. Yeah. Other than that, that's that's it, man. I look forward to Episode 7 next week, and uh, we'll, be, uh, we'll be back. Thanks that's for listening. She, that's all she wrote. That was all she wrote. Yeah.